Okay, welcome to the Symphonies for the Mind uh, live call for February. And this is to inspire you and expand on this theme that we launched 2024 with, I Know Who I Am. So the second month is all about going deeper with a transformational theme. So I'm going to break today's call into about 35 minutes, maybe a little bit shorter, so you can listen to this anytime, anywhere. But I'm going to cover a little bit, just review uh, why meditation is literally your best daily ritual, especially when life is crazy. Why go deeper? And we're going to cover a little bit about the meditation this month, how to optimize it, and then I wanted to inspire you with what's next. A meditation that I'm working on right now called Elevated. So let's just cover a few. I always like to inspire you with this because I think it's it's just human that especially when life gets particularly crazy busy, that uh, we we can kind of forget why how meditation serves and supports us. We can just see it just like this other really great daily habit, but um, I like to use the words, the word vital to remind me about the power of it. So it is probably one of the most and most effective daily habits that you can possibly integrate into your life, into your days. Because as life, the world, circumstances, you can fill in the blanks here. Gets noisier, busier, crazier, more uncertain. Again, fill in the blanks with whatever's going on in your life. Um, periods of intentional quiet, stillness are even more important. They're not a nice to, they're vital, they're important. So, it, and it, they're not important when things are all better and things have settled, but right in the thick of it, they're so important. There's a really great book by John Comer. Uh, he's a pastor called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. It was gifted to me a few years back where he references the life and times of Jesus Christ, not just as a religious figure, which for some of us he is, but also as a spiritual teacher and guide for many. He was just a really wise dude, okay, going around and talking about universal uh, spiritual principles that transcended all religion. And the more Jesus gave, the more life world around him, the more he took this time of quiet and stillness and silence to renew and to connect with who he really was. This wasn't a nice to for him. It was vital. And you'll see that with many spiritual teachers in our lives. They'll talk about this, this the importance of taking that space of quiet and stillness and not trying to seek it in the external world as we've been conditioned to. So I created this theme, I know who I really am, 
as a practice to help us ground, to help you ground in the stillness and certainty of who you are beyond the fleetingness, the uncertainty of the external that comes and goes and always will. And let's face it, always leaves us with this endless groundlessness. It does. You know, we, we keep searching for something in the external world and it leaves us feeling endlessly ungrounded, groundless. I believe most of us, and no judgment at all intended here, I say this for I know this to be true in my own life, continue to seek that sense of self, who we are, in the external, something or someone else outside of ourselves. It could take the face of I am what I do, or how much I do. This has been a conditioning for many of us for most of our lives. I know it has been for me. I am what others say. You know, our reputation. This has also been a conditioning for many of us for most of our lives from the age of our childhood. I am what I have. Right? And on and on it goes. I am my physical self. This is deeply conditioned in us in our external world with all the marketing and ads that have us focus only on this physical self. So it's, it's, it's very much the human condition and the external world is constantly reinforcing this to us. So making it harder and harder to seek this sense of self within because we're constantly being pulled by the external world. So the inspiration of this meditation, this practice, I know who I am, was to shift our focus from the external to the internal, this turning inward, as Jesus did, and all other spiritual teachers before him and after him. The answers, the knowing is never out there. I think it took me a long time to really figure that out or to really, it, it made sense to me, but I just, it took me a long time to really uh, know how to access that and to make that my daily practice. So the answers are never out there and never will be. The practice is a daily turning towards ourselves a daily turning towards ourselves with kindness and compassion and constant quiet repetition, especially when things in our external world are so shaky and coming at us nonstop. We need it even more. As referenced in that book, John Comer, who did a lot of research on the life and times of Jesus Christ as he became even more sought after, as he guided thousands and thousands around him. He sought this turning towards this stillness. He knew he needed it even more. So the intention of this meditation is to begin and meet each day 
with this knowingness, this center, this grounding in what is real and true and everlasting. And there is a place right now as you listen to these words, as you hear them, where this just makes sense. It's not some woo-woo concept anymore. This just makes sense. And maybe you, like me, for so long have known that this makes sense, just haven't known how to do this, to connect to it, to access it. So that's why I get really passionate about, especially the second month on the Symphonies for the Mind practice. The first month, we're kind of getting our feet wet. We're working through a little bit of the creaks and issues, whatever shows up around a personal growth theme. Some of us don't even really like the first month because we're working that out. Not all of us, a few of us maybe. But the second, of us, second month, the ego starts to quiet a little. The ego fights against uh, it uh, ourselves a little bit less. Because the ego is benefited from keeping our focus on the external world. The ego gets bored. It wants something new. So it keeps it. Its job is to keep us continually focused on everything and everyone outside of ourselves. You know, it constantly needs the next, the next, the next. That's not what symphonies is all about. Out. I remember someone, a beautiful human being, joining the practice years and years ago and asking me a few days in, is this it? We're just working on one meditation? Isn't there something else? Nope. Got to go for to a nap for that. That's not the intention of Symphonies for the Mind. The intention has always been to take a transformational personal growth theme, a spiritual theme, and do the work within meditation because that helps us bypass the analytical mind, access the subconscious mind, which is normally closed when the mind is busy. It is closed. And then the second month, as I said, of symphonies is about going deeper. Because we human beings, myself included, I've said this often, tend to do a surface job on these personal growth themes. And then we wonder why they don't come to life in our life. It takes time. It's not this arrival at some perfect place where we've got it all figured out. You know, you, you begin as you practice and you go deeper, you begin to gain significant glimpses of it in your life glimpses. And that's very, very powerful and profound. Okay. So the second month is all about this. And I know you have what it takes to do this, regardless of where you are with your practice. Some of us are on track, rocking and rolling it. Some of us are a little off track or a lot off track. So in the second months, I also integrate a few more elements to the meditation. So 
right now I just wanted to take you through a few highlights, okay? Um, in the new meditation this month, well, the deeper version, the going deeper version, uh, there's a part where you will hear, now with each breath, I am safe in the arms of the divine and eternal all loving consciousness. I, I say those words intentionally because I always want you to feel an honoring of how you define the divine. It could be for you as uh, in a religious context, but here when I say an eternal all loving consciousness, I'm aiming to capture a more expansive view of the divine. Yours, everyone's, an expansive view. And in the longer version you'll hear, as I am liberated, as my mind turns to the light within, all minds are liberated. This is a really profound concept that I've been working with as part of A Course in Miracles. All minds, it's a concept of oneness that has been really, really powerful and profound for me to practice and, um, you know, over the years. The concept of oneness occurs at the level of mind. At the level of mind, we are all connected. That's where oneness occurs. That's why working on our mind is so vital. And as my mind is liberated, as it turns to the light within, all minds are liberated. This is really powerful and something that the analytical mind really has a hard time with. So we can't really depend on the analytical mind to go, oh, yeah, I get it. That's not its job. So then in the meditation, um, I've integrated this month. Uh, you'll hear in this moment, my heart so open, my mind calm. I say this specifically because when we bypass the analytical mind, the mind opens and the heart opens. The intelligence and the intuition of the human heart is accessed. This is really key. This is so huge. And we're going to work more with this next month in a meditation I'm creating for you called Elevated. More on that at the end of this call. So when you hear those words in this month's meditation, we'll, we're arriving at a point in the meditation where we're working on um, forgiveness You'll hear the words, I feel, I sense who I really am, an endless everlasting love. And in this moment also, is forgiveness complete? Forgiveness loves highest expression. Forgiveness is the means that restores oneness. Forgiveness sets me free. This too is a concept in A Course in Miracles that weaves throughout the course. It's huge, this concept of forgiveness, but not conditional forgiveness as we are used to practicing as human beings, complete forgiveness. To forgive myself and to forgive all others around me because all minds are joined, all minds are one. This is 
when love's highest, highest expression, and this is complete freedom. And this is not something that the analytical mind accepts readily. Therefore, we have to do this work on a deeper level. Forgiveness removes all barriers to who I really am. You hear these words, forgiveness, complete, total, breath after breath, is the highest expression of love. I love this. So I didn't integrate it into last month's meditation, but uh, I obviously have room to do so in, um, you know, it, when we go deeper. So that's what you're working with and practicing this month. So then we move on to a part of the meditation. We move along probably about past midway where you will hear, let me extend this recognition to everyone I meet today. For what I give, I receive. And I know I have given, received it in my giving it to others. Again, you know, A Course in Miracles has been such a transformational spiritual guide in my life. I always love to, I can't help but integrate it into the work that I do. And I know I've heard a lot from you over the years that you love it. But this in particular, and what I give, I receive. And I know I have received it in my giving it to others. This is a really, the whole giving and receiving as concepts, spiritual concepts, is deeply integrated into A Course in Miracles as well. And it's often referenced in A Course in Miracles that it is only in the giving of something. So let's say uh, in the giving of forgiveness or in the giving of acknowledging who someone really is beyond all the physical stuff that shows up, that we know that we have received it ourselves because we can't give something that we have not received it. And so we know we have received it only through our giving. Only through our giving. That is really the superpower of giving because it's in the giving that we know we have received. I can receive, I can only give something because I've received it. As I know that I have received complete forgiveness for myself from a higher divine loving intelligence, I then know that I have this to give. And it is in my giving that I reinforce that I have received it. This is really powerful to go deeper with and really reflect when it comes to the whole energy of giving and receiving. So I've integrated this. And this goes further. For what I give, I receive, and I know I have received it in my giving it to others. That nothing they have ever done or thought, ever thought, ever said, has ever diminished, even in the slightest, their worth and their value. So in the first month, we really focused on ourselves. That nothing I have ever done, thought, or said has ever diminished my value. Now we're giving that spiritual concept out into the world. That nothing 
that anyone has ever done, ever thought, ever said, has ever diminished, even in the slightest, their worth and their value in my sight. Again, this is something that takes practice because there's a lot out there that we've dealt with in our own lives that can we really give that kind of complete, unconditional forgiveness and acceptance to another being? That's something that we really, it's very liberating, but we have to go deeper with that. It's not just some, oh, well, that's nice. No, you really got to do some work with that one because the ego is going to have a lot of trouble with it. Okay. So um, another concept that I've integrated, it's a few lines, but very, very powerful. I know everything is either love an expression for lo of love or a call for love. This again, a central concept in A Course in Miracles. It helps us to begin interpreting. You know how, uh, you know, we say, okay, interpret everything as love or fear. There's another way to frame that. Interpret everything as either love or a call for love. So when someone shows up in, let's say, a not so great way, a not maybe an unloving way, you can frame that as fear or you can frame that as a call for love. And I love that, reframing it as a call for love. So we can begin to see uh, people around us, other beings, other minds in a different light. call for love you know and it begins to help us I think uh, deal with what life presents to us in uh, a different way I think a more powerful way so um, then we get into close to the end of the meditation where again it is repeated and I've integrated the powerful verse from uh, Marian Williamson uh, also a, an advanced student of the course. I've always been deeply inspired by her work. I think being introduced to her work years and years ago, probably I'm dating myself over 25 years now, her being introduced to her work really led me to A Course in Miracles and she was led to A Course in Miracles. So again, I repeat her verse, I know who I really am. I no longer ask, who am I to be brilliant, talented, fabulous? I am a child of God. My playing small does not serve the world. There is nothing enlightened about shrinking. So this month's meditation allows me to repeat that. Repetition is the key to growth. So you can more deeply receive it into the subconscious mind. Okay. So... That is your meditation this month, okay? Um, and when it comes to using this month's meditation, how to optimize it, many of you, many of you have been on the Symphonies for the Mind journey for uh, quite a long time, which I love, I'm just so honored by. And so I don't think it'll be uh, really difficult for you to make this month's meditation probably for most days, your main practice, 
Monday to Friday, Monday to Sunday. Uh, if you're really stretched for time, use the shorter meditation from last month, if you wish. But I'd really like to challenge you to use this meditation this month as your main meditation. I think that a lot of you are really up for it. And it's not that length of practice is better. It's really consistency of practice is the most important. But I think so many of you are up for this. So, and I'd really like to hear from you about, you know, the power of making this month's meditation your core practice. So just a few minutes I wanted to spend on where we're going in March and April. I was inspired uh, quite a few months ago, probably about five or six months ago, by uh, a video that actually Jerry and I came across by another really wise spiritual guy, uh, Greg Braden, uh, a video called Missing Link. And he talks in this, uh, he often does a lot of work with Dr. Joe Dispenza. You often find them touring together, speaking together. Uh, I think they're kind of best buds or something like that. Uh, but he, uh, in this video, talked very much about heart-brain connection. And it really reinforced a lot of what I was being exposed to on the power of the human heart, heart intelligence, which Dr. Joe Dispenza talks to a lot. Many are talking about this, that the heart is uh, beyond this beating organ, which is why in almost all your meditations, I integrate heart breathing, a connection to heart intelligence. So this meditation is going to be all about intentionally accessing your highest vibrational state, which is a heart state, an emotional state, okay? And we're already doing this in, you know, a lot of our practices that I create for you, but we're going to get even more intentional about it because there's just, it like there's, um, I'm just going to, up level the kind of methodology around it and uh, so that we can very intentionally engage with and access uh, very powerful elevated emotions and not leave them to chance like emotions like appreciation and awe and care and compassion and yes forgiveness being in there these are heart states and they are they are this is about intentionally creating your emotional state. You, I, most of us leave this to chance at the mercy of the external world. But this is a very intentional and powerful and I would say vital practice, especially for these times. So we're going to be practicing this heart-brain connection in this meditation series that I call Elevated. I love that. <laughs> Who doesn't want to live in that high vibe state? You know, we talk about, oh, being in our highest vibrational state, but you can't access that in the external. You can't access that by not intentionally creating it, cultivating it every day through the practice of meditation. So that's where we're going next. 
and I thank you for joining me today, but also listening to this at your own convenience. Um, so if you have any questions, please reach out to me. Sorry if there was a little bit of background noise. I think Jerry is cooking up a storm somewhere close by. <laughs> it's Sunday. Um, but anyways, it's a great honor for me to create uh, these meditations for you. And it's a great honor that you're inspired by the whole concept of what Symphonies for the Mind is intended to be. It is where the power of personal growth comes together with the magic and effectiveness of meditation and where we do the work to go deeper, to transcend it being just this, oh, that was nice, nice concept, to transcend it being nice theory, there's a lot of nice theory to begin to really integrate and live this and breathe it in our own lives. So thank you so much and be well. And always reach out if you need help.